Welcome to Health Media Now with award-winning author and host Denise Messenger for a lifetime of health empowerment. Live by being in the pink, meaning P stands for being persistent, I stands for using your intuition, N stands for networking, and K stands for obtaining knowledge. Preserve and protect your health by listening live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our guests entertain and share cutting-edge information. They share with you what may have taken years to achieve through experience in their field. Become inspired and motivated. Reach your full potential with fascinating tips and products. Receive a lifetime of benefits from authors, doctors, practitioners, healthcare providers, and learn about exciting new products. You asked for it, and we delivered. Now, here's your host, Denise Messenger. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today. Today is September 9th, 2015. I'm really excited because I have Alan Klein with us today. He was on our show a couple years ago, and we had such a wonderful show, and our listeners just loved him. So I'm so pleased that he's taking his time out of his busy schedule to come on our show today. He also has a new book out called You Can't Ruin My Day. It's 52 wake-up calls to turn any situation around that might come your way. As you may know, he is an award-winning professional keynote speaker. He's a best-selling author. He shows his audiences worldwide basically how humor can help them deal with everyday trials and tribulations that we all come across. He's a 2009 recipient of the Lifetime Achievement Award from the Association for Applied and Therapeutic Humor, and he's published in eight different languages with over 500,000 books in print. So let me bring onto our show now, Alan. Hello there. (laughs) Hello, Denise. It is so great to be back again. Thank you. Oh, it really is. For for, um, our listeners, I always start the show up by asking how my guest got on the path that they're on today. Um, care to care to show? You know, tell us a little bit about that. Okay. Do we have about three hours? <laughs> <laughs> we have one hour, but I'm sure you can get the content in. <laughs> well, you know, I think I've been on this path my whole life, which is, and I'm now 77, so um, <laughs> a lot to share. But I will keep it short. Um, Basically, my path, I used to be a scenic designer, actually, for in CVS, at CBS Television in New York City, oh, and I sake. designed uh, such shows as, uh, you may remember, Captain Kangaroo. Oh, my gosh. And I also designed Merv Griffin Show and the Jackie Gleason Show. And my wife was from San Francisco, and we'd always come here and visit once or twice a year. We lived in New York City. And I'd look at the Victorian houses, and I would say, someday I want a Victorian house. So what happened was, um, 
we lived in an old tenement. It was great rent. It was six rooms. It had a wood-burning fireplace. And the landlord was trying to get us out. And so finally we oh. took the money and ran and came to California. And uh, I opened a silkscreen business. And within a three-year period of being here, my wife got a terminal illness, a primary biliary cirrhosis. We don't know why it would happen. She was um, 31 at the time, and the prognosis was about three years. And indeed, Ellen did pass away three years after the first diagnosis. Oh, how sad. And needless, yeah, it was a difficult time, and there was no hospice at the time. There was no liver transplants at the time. But what got me on the humor path is Ellen had a great sense of humor. And even during those difficult years, those difficult days, we would still find humor. Give you one example. Mm-hmm. She was in the hospital with a copy of Playgirl magazine with the male nude centerfold. <laughs> and she said, Alan, I, I really like this uh, nude man this month. Can you put this hunky picture on the wall over here? And I said, Ellen, this is a hospital. <laughs> A little risque for that. <laughs> and she said, well, maybe you're right. She said, why don't you get a leaf from the plant over there and cover up that part? And I did that, and things <laughs> things were fine for the first day and fine for the second day. But by the third day, the leaves start shriveling up, and we would start to laugh. And oh I realized, God. Denise, looking back, it wasn't a lot of laughter. It was maybe five or ten seconds. But I also realized how it helped us rise above the situation. Just that little sure. bit of laughter gave us a reprieve. It gave us a perspective on what was happening. So after Ellen died, I went back to school. I gave up the business I had here, went back to school to learn about death and dying. I became a hospice volunteer. I became a home health care aide, and I worked with people that were seriously ill. And I would notice how powerful humor was in this most dire, difficult situation, how it helped Mm -hmm. them cope, how it helped the family to cope. And again, it was mixed with tears, but it also gave that little reprieve. And so um, that's when I I went back to school and uh, start writing my book, The Healing Power of Humor. So, you know, it came out of a difficult time in my life, but I think a lot of, um, you know, you look at other people and often it's the those difficult, you can't see the difficulty you're having in the moment, but down the road, right. you know, they look back and go, you know, that was, I learned a lot there, or I had, I'm now mm-hmm. so much stronger or more compassionate or more loving or I gained so much knowledge during that difficult time. Wow. So it's quite yeah, it's quite a story. And and you really have um um written a lot of books. <laughs> well, the one out now, You Can't Ruin My Day is the 25th book. A number of them are uplifting, motivational, inspirational quotations. But this one isn't. This is a big fat book. <laughs> Actually, I didn't even look how many pages, but um, it's 52 wake-up calls or ideas, basically, of how mm-hmm. to not let anyone 
or anything to take back your power and not let anything ruin your day. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah, it's three hundred forty pages. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it was actually a little bigger, and they had me last minute. I had to cut some pages out. Um, so there's like you know there's one a week. People could take one idea a week, one That's wake right. up call a week. And it's basically, right. you know, these days happiness is a big subject. So I, my first book was really more about humor and laughter. And I've mm-hmm. kind of moved on to happiness, which is a broader kind of perspective and looking at the world in with, with different eyes so that maybe, you know, if you're happy, you might find some more humor in your life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well... You know, you talk about looking out for the little things. What do you mean by that? Well, before we get into that, maybe I should preface all of this by telling your listeners how this book came about. Because most of my other books come about I'm writing one book and I get an idea to write another, just won't fit in another book or... You know, it's suddenly my brain gets jiggled and I go, oh, this is a Uh great idea, but I can't expand it here. It's not appropriate. So another book comes out of it. This one came out of, a, uh, like the first one, actually, a life experience. So I was on my way to the gym. It was a Saturday morning. I was really happy. I I love Broadway shows. So I was singing a song from a Broadway show in my car and not paying attention to the speed limit, and I was doing 42 miles an hour in a 25-mile-an-hour zone. (laughs) And so got pulled over for a ticket, got the ticket, got to the gym, started exercising with other people, and I'm saying, you know, I just got a speeding ticket, and I'm still singing and happy, and they're going, how can you possibly be so happy? You just got a speeding ticket. And out of my mouth came... I'm not going to let that policeman or that ticket ruin my mm-hmm. day. And all ah. of a sudden I realize how we give away our power and we let other people, other situations ruin our day. And I wasn't going to let anyone do that. And I and I thought, well, why don't I share that, how I do that mm-hmm. in, in situations, how other people do it also and not let anything ruin their day. So that's how the book came about. Clever. Did you, like, make a note of it someplace? Uh, mentally, and then remember? I came home from the gym, and I start, I just start writing, and I realized I had all these stories I had collected and how they fit so well. And, it, I, you know, maybe your listeners don't realize what it takes to write a book, but that was, like, three years ago. And then I wrote mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. of the book. I did not have all 52 ideas yet, but I had a good deal of them, and I showed them to my um, agent. And he said, Alan, you're the world's only jollytologist, and there's very little humor in this book. <laughs> so then I thought, okay, I've got to add humor. And then it just it uh-huh. sat around for several months. It just wasn't coming together. And so I thought... It just isn't working. You know, it just, I didn't like the flow, and I had all these ideas, but I had to put them together. And so all of a sudden I'm in the shower, and I thought, well, these are kind of wake-up calls. 
you know, these are ideas, but it's people need maybe not know these or how to do this. So I'm going to call them wake-up calls. And then once I got that, I thought, well, they needed some follow-up, like an exercise on how to do it. So the second part of each chapter had the wake-up and then the follow-up. And then that's where the lighten-up came, was the third part of the chapter, the funny part, to lighten up about that mm-hmm. idea. Mm-hmm. So once I got yeah, all that, then the book clever. just flowed. Yeah, just flowed. Yeah, but so it you takes just, time. You, really you know, it's like percolating. Your thoughts. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think that that um, happens a lot with authors. I think it does too. I think my one of my other books, The Courage to Laugh. Again, things weren't gelling. They weren't. You know, when I get something I really like, I get this, like, gut feeling. Hey, Alan, that's pretty good, <laughs> you know. And when I don't, when I don't, it's like, mm, this needs more work and more thought. And as soon as I start to walk my dog for that other book every day, all these ideas, when I, if I'd be stuck writing something, I'd go take my dog mm-hmm. out for a walk, and suddenly the ideas would flow again. I've done so, the same thing. Yeah. You got to get away from it sometimes. Well, and and I think um, you know, walking walk I know where I walk my dogs, there's hardly anybody around. And so you don't have all the distractions. You don't have the noise and and the chatter mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the background. It's almost yeah. meditative. It is. And that's why I think showering <laughs> is a good way for <laughs> ideas to come too. Uh, I often get great ideas in the shower. Yeah, but we can't do that. We can't do that now. Not like we used to. We have to Not, the yeah, water. Well, because We're of the California. water, yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. We have to take really short showers, which I do, and I save the water and flush my john with it and uh, <laughs> use it in my garden, and every drop helps. Yes. You, yes, you, you collect it in buckets when you shower. I know, I know. I do. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, so let's yeah, get so into this, your book a little bit. Okay, so what would you like to know? Well, it, you know, I mean, I've I've read your book, so let's enlighten the uh, listeners a little bit. What will make their day? <laughs> What will make their day? Well, I think... That's right. That's right. What will make their day? I think if there's one thought, just one thought, that anybody that reads the book that I hope they get out of it, is that there is no inherent meaning in anything in their life. That they put a meaning on everything. They are looking through their personal lens, which is totally different than anyone else's. And there's a wonderful classic story about, illustrates that really well in the Lighten Up section, and it's about two shoe salesmen that were sent to a foreign country to sell shoes. And one of them gets there, and and everyone has no shoes. They don't wear shoes in that country. They go barefoot. (laughs) And so he sends back an email saying, I'm not going to be able to sell any shoes here. Everyone's barefoot. And the other's in the same country and sends back an email saying, 
great opportunity to sell shoes here. Nobody has any. <laughs> same, same exact situation seen by two different <laughs> sets of eyes. And yeah, that's no, the way that's we true. go through life. It's how we see things. Mm-hmm. There's no we put mm-hmm. a meaning on everything. Mhm. Mhm. And you're stuck in traffic. You can go, "Oh, yeah, this is great. You know, I didn't want to go to that meeting anyhow or uh, <laughs> you know, now I have time to listen to this book on tape or and someone else is like, "Oh my god, you know, stuck again in traffic. This is awful. Why did I ever take this road?" And you know, start stressing out about it. Same situation, different way of looking making, at it. Making lemonade out of lemons. Exactly. And we we always have that choice. I mean, that's the other idea in the book. You always have a choice. You know, right mm-hmm. at the beginning of the book, if you remember, I talk about my friend Matt Weinstein and his wife, yes. Janine Roth, who's a, a popular author, and they lost their whole life savings because of the Madoff scheme. Mm-hmm. Their whole life savings. I, it's hard to imagine. And yet, I, I'd like to read this quote by Matt because it is so powerful. And he said, Yes, Bernie Madoff stole our money, but it was up to us to make sure he did not steal the rest of our lives. Mm. Isn't that a incredible? Quote. And he it really even has is. a YouTube, he has a YouTube uh, little talk about this where he even finds some humor in the situation and and talks about it through humorous eyes. Well, it's like you said, you have a choice. Right. You can you can be bitter and angry about it, or you can take the high road. Right, and most people <laughs> don't realize that <laughs> any situation. They have a choice. Mm -hmm. Every day you wake up, you have a choice. Another one of the ideas is what is your intention when you wake up in the morning? And that's also choice. How are you going to live your day? How are you going to greet your kids, your spouse, your boss, your coworkers? Mm -hmm. You have that choice. And if people just realize that, I think... (laughs) then uh, they have a much happier day and a much happier life. I know. It, 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 is, uh, it is difficult, particularly now. Everything is moving out so quickly, mm-hmm. you know, technology and, um, you know, cell phones. So, again, you have a choice. Do you... Spend eight hours a day on Facebook? (laughs) Do you get stressed out when the computer's not working? I mean, I'm human, and I do sometimes, but then I try Mm -hmm. to stick back and take some of my own advice and open my book and see what one of those techniques Uh I can use. Um, That's right. That I have a choice. I can get angry at my computer. And and you know what? The, The weird thing is the computer could care less. (laughs) <laughs> the, well, the traffic jam could kill less. I, I have another remedy for the computer. I have more than one. So if one doesn't work, I just go to the ah. <laughs> Okay. But see, you found a, a possible solution, and so you don't have to get stressed out by it. 
But all those things don't really care that you're stressed out, that you're upset. You're Mm -hmm. the one that's that's causing the upset. True. Yeah, but, you know, it comes down to how you handle your anger, your disappointment. Mm -hmm. And um, your book has a lot of tips. Well, one of them... And I love this because this is a personal thing that happened to me. And in the book, I call it Put It in Neutral. And Denise, mm-hmm. you know, when you put your car in, a ne- in neutral, it doesn't go forward. It doesn't go backwards. It doesn't go sideways. It doesn't move. It just is <laughs> there. And so right. in any situation, your plane is delayed or canceled, the traffic jams, the kids are screaming, whatever it is, you can just go to neutral. And not get mm-hmm. caught up in the situation. Again, choice. So I have an example mm-hmm. from my own life. When I was writing my first book, The Healing Power of Humor, I did not see any of my friends because I had a deadline, never written a book before. I didn't know how long it would take. And so I just kind of cut off everything for three months until I got the book finished. So after the book was done, a friend of mine called me up and said, I'd like to take you to coffee. So we got a coffee, and he pulls out a list of about 40 items, and he says, <laughs> well, you didn't call me up. I called you, and you didn't return my call, number one. Number two, you forgot my birthday. You didn't send me a birthday card. Number three, you know, and he went oh down the whole gosh. list. The whole oh, list. And instead of getting do? caught up and, and arguing, well, I was busy. I had a deadline, you know. I just said, Marty, you are right. I didn't send you a birthday card. Marty, you are right. I didn't return your call six times. Marty, you are right. And mm-hmm. I just put it in neutral. And mm-hmm. the funny thing is, um, one, at the end of it, I said, anyone that took that much time to put all these things down ab- about why they never want to see me again must really love me. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, that got him more upset. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he he probably said, you totally missed the point. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And I go, yeah, Marty, you're right. (laughs) It was your absence that was bothering me. (laughs) Yeah. So the funny thing is now, though, we're great friends again. In fact, he's coming over the house in a little while. And now oh, when great. we upset each other, we just call uh-huh. out a number. Like we add that to the list. <laughs> 87, <laughs> that's 87. <laughs> so it's like an ongoing well, you know, running joke now. But, you know, that that's um, you have a really good line of communication. Because in a lot of instances, it would just be all put under the rug. There wouldn't right. be any discussion about it at all. You just would drift right. apart. Right. Yeah, well, I probably never know why we drifted apart either. Yeah. So no, uh-huh, that's a good uh-huh. point. Yeah, it was good right, communication. Right. And I and I like what you talk when you talk about um, forgiving yourself. I think that's so important. Mm, mm. Well, the two big things in my life, I think, and I think for your listeners or the reader of the book. The two big things I think if they can live their life by, they would just, um, life would be so much better, no matter what's happening. One is forgiveness, and the other is gratitude. 
Mm-hmm. And I think they kind Big of one. go together. But, you know, you can't, you can't get on with your life and enjoy your life if you're not forgiving other people or yourself because you're just mm-hmm. carrying that around with you. I remember when I was growing up, my mom had a fight with the neighbor, and I wasn't allowed to play with the other, their kids or I wasn't allowed to say hello to them when we passed them. Or And looking back, I realized it just, you know, we were right next door. We were like neighbors. How can you push those people out of your life and, and how negative that is? You know, how... Mm-hmm how you're creating this negative energy. And so if we could have just forgiven them for whatever they did or whatever my mom did, whatever it was, how much better that, that would have been. Yeah. But it didn't happen. <laughs> um, and the other is gratitude. God, um, I find in my own life, the more... I am grateful for stuff, the more great stuff comes into my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, I am finding money on the street all of the time. Today oh I found goodness. a quarter. Yesterday I found 28 cents. I walk my dog, and but other people <laughs> pass the money, and they don't see it. They don't see it. Yeah, they don't see it. Interesting. They don't see the abundance yeah. in the world. And, again, yeah, well, it's what you know, do you focus on? True. We need to lean more towards towards joy. Yeah, you know? exactly. So I'm always, look, you know, I have my, like, joy antenna up. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, in fact, one, and one of the leading to another wake-up call is the power of words. Because I, for me, I love affirmations, mm-hmm, you know, positive mm-hmm. words that I can use. That's why I wrote all those uplifting quotation books because they think um, they can help people and I have some stories of how they did but I love for myself I love positive affirmations and the one that I use a lot and people laugh at me sometimes but it is so true my affirmation and any of your listeners can take it and borrow it if they'd like my affirmation I say a lot um, Mm -hmm. at least once a day is the world treats me as royalty wherever I go. Mm. The world treats me as royalty yeah. wherever I go. And mm-hmm. Denise, I can't tell you how many times that has seemed so true. Um, and I'll I, I give you one example. I was going to New York last year. I was um, usually stay at a friend's house. I pay him, but fabulous uh, by Columbus Circle. I've stayed there about five times in my trips to New York, and he sold the place last year, so I had nowhere to stay. And the second backup that I usually stay wasn't available. So I had no apartment in New York City, and I did not want to pay $350 a night. You know, it's very expensive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. So I just kind of put out in my thoughts, you know, the world treat will treat me as royalty wherever I go. And I go to this cocktail party, and this woman who I've never met before comes up to me, and, and I had a bow tie on and a nice jacket, and she said, mm-hmm. you are so cute. <laughs> you look so adorable. I don't know this woman. And so we start laughing and chatting, and 
I asked her where she's from, and she said, oh, and this is in San Francisco, the cocktail party. And she says, I'm from New York City. And I said, oh, I'm going there in two months, and I still don't have a place to stay. Do you know of anyone that could rent me a place, an apartment? And she said, when are you going? And I told her, she said, you know, that's the exact week that my husband and I will be in Italy, and you could stay at our apartment. Oh, for and free. I said, well, how much do you charge? She said, oh, no, no, for free. <laughs> wow. So I stayed there for free, and then... Isn't that something? She comes back from Italy, and she says, well, we're going... To Italy, we love this place so much. Next year, 2016, we're going for two weeks, and you could stay in my apartment again. <laughs> <laughs> you know that is that is really amazing. A perfect stranger. A perfect stranger. I mean, I was paying my right friend to stay in his apartment, and he was strangers <laughs> giving me it for free. And it's a great apartment, dormant building, great neighborhood, oh, you know, see. air condition, whatever you want. Uh, oh, my I, word. I don't know. I don't know what that is. I don't. I have no idea. But what I do know is that I try to think positively. It's hard sometimes. Mm-hmm. Be positive. Mm-hmm. Say my positive affirmations. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, no, and it I, happens. I it, it absolutely does. I have another really great story. I have a personal friend, and she uh, was looking for work. And in her industry, it's, it's very competitive. So she decided to start doing affirmations about creating abundance in her life. And within the next couple of days, she had phone calls for work. Mm-hmm. She's been working mm-hmm. ever since. Uh-huh. So what do, again, it goes, all goes back to what we were originally talking about. The choice you have, how do you focus your energy? Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. several years ago, I was watching the Thanksgiving Day Parade on TV, the New York Parade, and I kept thinking, years ago, I used to design Captain Kangaroo, and he was the MC on that. Thanksgiving Day Parade, and I, being the scenic designer, had to be in the studio at 6 a.m. every Thanksgiving morning to Uh supervise the set, the special set I designed for that day. And I'm watching the parade in San Francisco, and I thought, wouldn't it be great if I could march in the parade, since I kind of tangentially worked on it all those years. Uh And uh I thought, okay, I want to march in the parade, but I had no idea how to do that. I didn't know anyone connected with it or Macy's. And I asked a lot of people because I believe we're all six degrees of separation and maybe somebody knew how and nobody knew. So I put my dream, my affirmation on Facebook. And I get an email back from a friend, kind of colleague, and she said, I live in New York. I don't know how to do that either, but I'll find out for you. A couple of weeks later, she connects me to this right person, and guess what? I marched in the Thanksgiving Day Parade. Uh, see? You, you just and have to ask. It, the the it, universe will reply. Ask. Yeah. And um, it was one of the most joyous moments of my life because we were instructed, I was not on a float, I was marching, so we were instructed to greet everyone along the parade route and give them a high five or shake their hands or wish them happy Thanksgiving. 
and people just lit up. They just were glowing uh, as as I greeted them all. And of course, I mm-hmm. I was like one of those floats at the end, floating in the air because <laughs> it was such a high for me. It was just so mm-hmm. great. Well, um, that's one off your bucket list. Exactly. Yes. Yes. And the other, this book, You Can't Ruin My Day, one of the wake-up calls is to stop struggling. And Mm -hmm. so I put this out in the world, and I don't struggle with it. If it comes to me, great. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But nine out of ten times, it does. And so I Mm -hmm. want to share with you and your listeners about finding a publisher for this book, because it's not easy to find publishers. No. And... uh, some of those quotation books were done years ago were published by Random House and they sold really well. I think they sold about 400,000 copies, but Random House was closing their doors for cost cutting. And so I got all the rights back and for a year and a half I was struggling to sell the books and I could not yeah. find a publisher. And I thought, okay, I'm going to take some of my own lesson. I'm not going to struggle going to put out that positive affirmation and see what happens. So above my computer, I put this sign. I still have it right here. And it says, the perfect publisher will find me. The perfect publisher will find me. And so I just looked at that many, many times, nearly all day long. And a couple of months later, I went to a writer's meeting. And I hear two women sitting right behind me saying, talking to someone else, and they were saying, we have a very successful publishing company, and we're opening a new division, and we're looking for books that are uplifting, joyous, uh, <laughs> happy. <laughs> and I turned around, and I said, I have, I have seven books already done, you know, already written. <laughs> and they gave me their card, and here was the first miracle. They gave me the card, and their their office was five blocks away from where I lived. So I brought the books to them, and they started to publish some of them, and then they got too big for their small office, so they moved to larger quarters, and they had a big party. And I was invited, and I go in, and as soon as I get in, the this woman comes over to me. She said, I'm so glad you're with us now. Um she said, you don't know me. She said, I live in London, but I own this company. And I know, I've know i known you for years. And I look at her and I go, I don't know you. How, you know. And really? I said, how do you know me? She said, for 10 years I lived across the street from you. And I'd see you walk your dog every single day. Oh, my the goodness. The perfect publisher found me, and now this is, You Can't Ruin My Day, is the seventh book they've published. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Stop struggling, people. Stop struggling. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) But but I think also what's important in our message is that you have to know what it is you want. Oh, yeah, that you have to get clear. You have to get clear. And, And a lot of times we just don't. Right. I think there's several, I really haven't put this in words before, but when I think about it, several steps to that. One, the first is you've got to get clear on what you want, because otherwise Mm -hmm. you might get something you don't want. So you've got to get clear. That you don't want. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, well, you could even get clear what you don't want in order to, to know what you do want. So those are two important That's things. true. That's a different type of process of elimination. Yeah. And then the second idea, I think, is you have to realize it's not your timetable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, I believe in a higher yeah, power, and uh, we can, can, you know, you, you want something, yes, you probably can have it, but it may not, you may want it in six months, and it may take six years. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, you, can't, you can't rush it mm-hmm. sometimes. Um, and then the other thing is to stop struggling, it, because I think when we're struggling, we're putting out all of this negative energy, and I think that's pushing away what we want. True. So I, I think one of them, why the wake-up call to have a happier day, not ruin your day, is to stop struggling with stuff. And if it's mm-hmm. right, if it's the right thing for you, if it's the right time, I believe that will come into your life. And if it's not, it may be the right thing, but the wrong time, you probably don't want it in your life anyhow. You may think you do, but it's probably not right. So just stop struggling and let, let I believe, mm-hmm. higher power, as I said. So let the higher power kind of help you, help you uh, along. As you as you just said, the word um, higher power, thunder and lightning is going on outside my <laughs> Oh, my God. I'm being serious. It really is. See how powerful I am? <laughs> An hour ago, it turned really dark here in Southern California, in Orange County. Huh. And and I, I was just sitting here going, what is that noise? It's thunder. And I'm wow. Like, Thunder and lightning. It's raining. Wow. Maybe I can create some rain here. <laughs> we need rain. Well, you didn't do um, it there right now, but you certainly did it down here. It's wow. like 100 degrees right now. Yeah. Well, we're, I'm in like San Francisco and it's 90-ish. And that's, I know some parts oh, of the country that's uh, not hot, but it's hot for oh, us. Oh, no, that's hot. It is. I, I was up in the Bay Area a couple of months ago. And there was a heat wave at that time. It was really unusual. Yeah, very. So, um, so uh, you know, um, I think people struggle too much. I think um, to give their power away, the affirmations take mm-hmm. back your power. I think the yes, forgiveness, those are all you really take good. back your power. Mm-hmm. I think being mm-hmm. grateful, mm-hmm. you take back your power. Because when you're mm-hmm. grateful, and instead of focusing on the the stuff, you know, the not-so-good stuff, you're focusing mm-hmm. on the good stuff, whatever it is. And there's always True. good stuff in the not-so-good stuff. Can I read a little from the light up, uh, Lighten Up section about being grateful? Oh, this is kind do. of funny. So it's about a group of seniors who were sitting around talking about all of their ailments. My cataracts are so bad I can't even see my coffee, said one woman. Another (laughs) said, I forgot where I am or where I'm going. And my blood pressure pills make me so dizzy. I guess that's the price we pay for growing old, said one man. The other nodded in agreement. Well, count your blessings. We have to be grateful. Thank God we can still drive. (laughs) 
gosh. <laughs> Heaven help us all. <laughs> I know. I spent years. My mother-in-law is no longer with us, but she was 50 days away from 100. And oh. so when she... When she was 95, I struggled trying to get the car away from her. <laughs> it was not easy. No. no that, is, that is one form of independence that just doesn't want to go. I know. It's funny, I was you talking. Know, this is kind of uh, funny. I was talking to the garage. She used the same garage as we did, and... He said, yeah, one one son hired me to come in for his father and take the wheel off the car. (laughs) (laughs) I I couldn't do that. Uh, My mother-in-law would know who did it. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well, it's been wonderful chatting with you. Um, Listeners, if you're just tuning in, we're talking with Alan Klein about his newest book, which is You Can't Ruin My Day. I imagine it's available on Amazon and just yeah. about every place, yeah. right? Amazon, Bonanoble, Barnes & Noble, Nook, Kindle. Next month it's coming out in audio. Uh, oh, great. I don't know, that'll probably be, elsewhere, oh, other wonderful. things too. Oh, I think there's an app. Sure. <laughs> Things, you know, oh there's so goodness. many things these days, I can't keep track of it. I know. The technology is just incredible. But I love to I don't know what the, the app would and, do. Well, I think it what, has maybe, all what the would books. The app I, don't, do? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it might be just be a, a direct link to where they or can buy it. Well, thank you I have so no much idea. for being with us today. You've left well, us very happy. Well, it's been a joy, as usual, chatting very, with you. Very pleased. It's been really fun. I, <laughs> I, was I thank really you. To it. I'm so I glad I can create lightning and thunder where you are. <laughs> I, the timing was just amazing. <laughs> you are amazing, Alan Klein. <laughs> Stay happy and be well. You too, and thanks again for having me on your show. I really appreciate it. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, listeners, that wraps up our show for today. Please join us again next Wednesday at 4 p.m. in that specific standard time. Have the rest of a wonderful day. Bye-bye for now. We celebrate our listeners worldwide and invite you to contact Denise at www.healthmedianow.com with any questions you may have and follow her on Twitter at Health Media Now and Facebook at Health Media Now. For those interested in an advertising campaign on her show, contact Lisa at knowledgeworkspub.com. Be sure to visit gotcancernowwhat.com for information on Denise Messenger's award-winning book, Got Cancer? Now What?